Hey, my name is Oscar Rojas. I'm a former PhD student in the Hans Stein Monogastric Nutrition Laboratory. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you about the effects of pelletin and extrusion on energy digestibility in pig diets containing different levels of fiber for growing pigs. This is the outline of this presentation. I will start with an introduction about different feed ingredients that are used in diets fed to pigs, as well as some feed processing technologies that are used in this field. Then we will move into the materials and methods, results, and we'll finish up this presentation with some conclusions and the implication of this research. If you have seen my latest podcast, probably you are familiar with this slide, but this slide represents very well how a production system works and how it can be modified with external factors such as feed processing technologies. Let's begin with the input that in this case is represented by the diet. As a nutritionist, we control this factor, and therefore we can decide what type of ingredients need to be included in our diets and in which concentrations. The output of this system in this case are the feces. During the manufacture of diets, sometimes there is the opportunity to use different types of feed technologies, such as extrusion and pelleting. And for example, if we fail to use any of those technologies, or if we include an ingredient at the wrong concentration in our diets, we will expect to see an increase in the excretion of nutrients in the feces. And this means that we are going to waste money as well as contaminate the environment with those nutrients. We have some advantages when we use feed technologies in our diets. Some of them are increases availability of nutrients, decreases excretion of nutrients, may increase growth performance, and may observe increase in gelatinization. Likewise, we have some disadvantages, like processing, it will add costs in our production system, excess of heat will reduce the digestibility and the concentration of lysine for the formation of mylar reactions, and you could also get retrogradation of starch, and this means that we generate resistant starch that won't be digested in the small intestine, and therefore will be fermented in the large intestine. In this slide, we could observe the concentration of neutral detergent fiber, or NDF, in different ingredients. But the point here is that when we move from conventional ingredients such as corn and soybean meal to an alternative ingredient such as DDGS and soybean hulls, we usually observe an increase in fiber in our diets. And the problem with increasing the concentration in fiber is the reduction in the total tract energy digestibility as well as a reduction in the standardized ileal digestibility of crude protein and amino acids. So the objective for this experiment was to determine the effects of different processing techniques on energy and nutrient digestibility of diets containing different levels of fiber fed to pigs. In this experiment, we used 24 barrels with initial barrel weight of 26.5 kilograms plus or minus 1.5 kilos in four periods. This experiment was set up as a split plot design with three levels of fiber, low, medium, and high, and four types of processing, meal, pelleting, extrusion, and extrusion and pelleting. Pigs were adapted to the level of the fiber in the diets for 14 days prior to start the experiment. Pig was the experimental unit for all the stats analysis, and the alpha level was used at 0.05. Each period lasts 14 days. 
the first five days were considered the adaptation period. The next five days were considered the collection of fecals and urine samples, and the last two days was used to collect ileal samples. As I mentioned before, we had three levels of fiber, low, medium, and high. Low were diets containing 8.6% of NDF, medium 14.5%, and high 24.6% of NDF. A low-fiber diet was considered when we used corn and soybean meal. The median level of fiber was when we add 15% of DDGS on top of the corn and soybean meal, and the high-fiber diet was when we include corn, soybean meal, DDGS, and soybean hulls. In this slide, we can observe how we process the diets. Let's take as an example the low-fiber diet, corn and soybean meal. We mix that diet and we consider that the meal treatment. Then we use that diet and we pellet it at an 85 degrees Celsius. That was considered the pelleted diet. Now we took the meal diet and we stood it at 115 degrees Celsius and that was considered the stewarded diet. And when we took again the meal diet, but we stood it and then pelleted, we call that the last treatment, the stewarded and pelleted diet. This slide is just to show you a summary of how this experiment was conducted. We have three levels of fiber, low, medium, and high, four treatments within levels of fiber, meal, pelleting, extrusion, and extrusion and pelleting, and we have eight peaks within levels of fiber, for a total of 24 peaks for the whole experiment. Now let's move on into the results. Since we have a factorial arrangement in this experiment, we test our variables for the main effects, effects of fiber, and the effects of processing, and the interaction between those two. And in this case, we observe that for variables such as starch digestibility, amino acid digestibility, and energy digestibility, no interactions were observed between levels of fiber and type of processing. So I will just present the results for the feed process. However, in the case of energy concentration, there was an interaction between the two main factors. In this slide, we observe the apparent ileal digestibility of starch. The digestibility of starch was improved when diets were pelleted, stewarded, or when the combination of both technologies were used comparing with the meal diet. The increase in apparent ileal digestibility of starch that was observed in the diets that were stewarded, pelleted, or combined with both technologies indicates that the starch in corn will become more digestible if we use those technologies. The increase in starch digestibility will likely have a positive impact on energy utilization from the peaks. In this slide, we observe the apparent ideal digestibility of lysine. Apparent ideal digestibility of lysine was greater for stewarded diets compared with the pelleting and the meal diet. However, there were no difference between the stewarded diet and the stewarded and pelleting diet. When we observe the apparent ileal digestibility of threonine, we observe the same pattern as the previous amino acid. Extrusion will increase the apparent ileal digestibility compared with the meal diet and the pelleted diet, but there were no difference between the stewarded diet and the stewarded and pelleting treatment. So in summary, we can say that for all indispensable amino acids, 
the apparent ideal digestibility was greater for pelleted, studer, or the combination of both systems compared with the meal diets. In this slide, we observe the apparent total tank digestibility of gross energy. We observe here that pigs that were fed the diet that was pelleted or studed and pelleted had greater digestibility of gross energy comparing with the meal diet. But this was not the case when we compare these two treatments with a studed diet. In this slide, we have the ME concentration on dry matter basis. This slide, we observe that we have an interaction between fiber and type of processing. The blue bars represent the low fiber diet, the orange bars represent the medium fiber diets, and the red bars represent the high fiber diets. And in this slide, I would like to point out three important points. The first point is that as we increase the levels of fiber in the diet, we observe that there is a reduction in the energy concentration in those diets. The second point is that the extrusion increased the energy concentration in high and medium fiber diets, but this was not the case for the low fiber diets, comparing with the meal diet. And the last point that I would like to mention is that there is a greater increase in the ME concentration in high fiber diets comparing with the low fiber diets. So the overall conclusions for this experiment is that ileal digestibility of amino acids and starch were improved by pelleting, extrusion, or the combination of both technologies. Also, extrusion improved the energy value to a greater extent in high-fiber diets than in low-fiber diets. And the implication of this experiment is that extrusion or combination of extrusion and pelleting may ameliorate the reduction of energy observed when high-fiber ingredients such as soybean holes are included in our diets. And with this, I would like to acknowledge the sponsor for this experiment, both Bueller Group and the National Pork Board. Thank you for your attention, and if you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more about exciting topics in swine nutrition, please visit our website at nutrition.nsite.illinois.edu. Thank you.